All right, I got I got my own lines too. Can you make it stop? Can you make the song Can you make it stop? What up, Stappies? <laughs> we're we're here, and we are going with God, as God intended today, uh, on a very special uh, Christian episode of Make It Stop, Bad Music. Good times. And I am one of your hosts, Heather Mack. I'm one of your hosts, Mike Dunn. We're both lapsed Catholics, uh, yeah. and I lapsed pretty quickly and pretty hard, and I, I'll tell you one thing, that uh, Creed was definitely not going to get me back on that Jesus saddle, That that's for sure. If I was an atheist before 1999, when Human Clay came out, I was even more of an atheist <laughs> after this, this album. Is, there, is no there is God. no God. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. But, um, so because we're so such uh, bad Catholics. Soon we've we've gone against the good Lord. Um, we've we've strayed from the flock. Um, we decided to bring uh, two very funny friends who held on to that to that faith a lot longer than we did. And <laughs> this is a call out podcast. Okay, listen. About how I didn't catch wise to Santa not being real. I just until. can't understand. I did ask when I was seventeen. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I know <laughs> we were in the same car together. And Anyway, um, so we have our friends Shay and Allie on the podcast. Shay, also known as Sherman, also known as Cheryl, is a burlesque artist and drag artist and wrestler and one of my best friends. Aww. I love her a lot. She's my tag team partner in the Boston League of Women uh, Wrestlers. Well, ta- it's been a tough team. year for us. It's We're separated. We have been. We we got a, ca- a good Catholic annulment, a friendship annulment. We got a annulment. friendship annulment. Yeah, because we're good Catholics, and it never ha- so we've never been tag team partners. Right, is what that means. it never happened. It never happened ever. Yeah, um, yes. And then um, Allie is also a burlesque performer, drag performer, uh, mom of two very cute kiddos, um, <laughs> and uh, you know, general badass out in the world. Does many, many, many things, um, but. Uh, I know them as Lucifer Christmas, and they're one of my favorite drag performers in the Boston area. And actually, you hosted both of us for our very first drag best debut. Yeah, I would not, Sherman would not exist unless yeah. Lucifer Christmas did Dumpster Divas. And you, Heather, yes. convinced me to, to go on it. stage because there was one more slot open and you were doing it and you wanted a friend to do it with that you. That is exactly right. And I was like, I could just rub trash all over myself while I listen <laughs> to a tiny Tim song. <laughs> so, is that fine? <laughs> so clearly the Jesus didn't stick is what I'm saying. I, I, I Tiny Tim was very religious. I would argue not. that cano- canonical Jesus would be pretty down with like what I'm doing. Ooh. Yeah, I think I think canonical Jesus would totally hang with all of us because think about it, his best friends were like drunks, misfits, sex workers. So People with anger management problems. Yeah, anybody that the rest of the world didn't want to fuck with. He was like, yeah, cool. We're, we're down. Let's These be bros. Like, yeah. rock. You know who crucified Jesus? Norms. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
so tell whoever wants to start. Tell tell us about your journey with with the man the man upstairs, and then we, we'll we'll talk about Creed eventually. But honestly, and and Creed also would say that they're not a religious act for some reason. What? They have never but, been signed to a Christian label. I would like to point that out. Well, and three fourths of the band seem to be like just along for the ride in terms of the, the like, theological. The one content. guy who kept breaking up with Scott Stapp, and yes. then they kept getting back together. I like to think that every time Scott in my head the conversation goes like this Scott you're not going to pretend we're a Christian rock band <laughs> no 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 absolutely not <laughs> first interview well praise <laughs> that's it fuck it yeah. okay so like what was your like religious upbringing then what like I did it to myself which is like that's something so that I would I but like my home my home life sucked my mom like went through a god phase and then I went to the youth group and they provided me like sweet love and answered yeah. questions to like metaphysical yeah like thoughts I had and um, there was a lot of like good deed work like repairing houses and like you know you can get wrapped up in that and the singing and the fellowship and not understand that you're being like indoctrinated indoctrinated right. into something where it's enforcing values and a, a way of being and a way of like existing in society that you know, it's comfortable. Like if, and then you get audited, and then you get um, <laughs> your body beatens, and you rise up. Right, right, right. I paid a bunch of money to an alien. Basically, I tithed <laughs> in high school. I put like thirty dollars wow. in the basket a week. How did you even wow. make thirty dollars as a high school? I was school? a shampoo girl. I got those Aww, tips because I put so my like sixteen-year-old oh titties in like people's faces oh and my, washed their a hair. Shampoo, yeah, girl, and, and, <laughs> and I got the job because somebody in my church like gave. Me the job. It was wow. like, you know, nepotism and networking at its finest at a young age when I didn't have a leg to stand on otherwise. But then between... That sounds I, pretty good. Yeah, yeah like, honestly, yeah. It was tight for a second other than it, like, made me feel all sorts of fucked up about, like, my gender and value for, like, yeah. indefinitely. Um, but... Then I just, like, dropped acid and smoked weed a lot in between, um, oh, and, like, uh, did sex a lot between <laughs> the summer between high school and college. And then I was stuck going to, like, a dry campus and, like, yeah, that's falling out with my Christian boyfriend. <laughs> and oh then we both lost Jesus at the same time, and then we both found weed at the same time, and then we, like, got back together as, like, acid burnouts. What a love story. Oh, that's beautiful. Wow. So, it was so weird, yeah. Love, love finds so, a way. And I had anal sex before regular sex sex is another for like, god fun for god um wow so i think like i i hear what you're saying about like religion being and providing like a community and stuff like that right and i still seek out community and to want to develop community to this day but yeah. like con- central to all of that is like be your weird self right and we will love each other unconditionally yeah just like the, we, the same we, yes. sort of vibe just without the guilt yeah that's the thing is right. like a lot of the bible is like love each other but like no matter what but like for real and like, like radical, yeah. radical acceptance is still something I'm grateful for in my and unconditional time love with Christ yeah. but like me and white Jesus have been over for a long time yeah. <laughs> so like, Allie tell me about yeah <laughs> tell me Moving about on. your, your complex like, relationship with treasure <laughs> hunting now um, I don't know it's like it's super long and complicated but also short version I guess is just my parents I've always described as like liberal Catholics like I 
grew up with parents who, you know, we went to church. Our communities were super Christian, warm and fuzzy. I went to, when I was a kid, I didn't realize how progressive and liberal it was till we moved. So when I was born in New York and I went to a Catholic school and our teachers like taught us about evolution and taught us like, it's cool if different people believe different things because it's just about being a good person. And Jesus yeah. is like, I just had this cool kind of vibe. And we moved to Connecticut when I was in middle school Boy. and it was the same. Yeah. I was like, I stuck out like a sore thumb. I moved to the town that the Stepford Wives is based on. I had a wow. thick, thick New York accent. <laughs> so I was like this weird kid with a thick New York accent. And I found community and fellowship with like youth group and shit and um, was super into it. And I even went to Catholic college. Uh, I had a minor in theology. I even did study abroad. Uh, went to Oxford to study theology. Wow. Oh, nice. Almost, almost went to get a canon law degree. Um, Holy shit. Wow. Yeah. And then I went to like the most liberal graduate school on the planet and uh, sort of like woke the fuck up a little bit and uh, like yeah left <laughs> left white Jesus long behind left yeah. religion behind um, was there like in regular college was there like no exposure to like the secular world under, undergrad not I mean not I mean, <laughs> in regular college yeah there was for, for there common was, people there wasn't yeah it was like just really cloistered and I was always getting in trouble for questioning stuff like all the time my, my parents never I never got in trouble with them but like in college especially I'd be like why do the girls dorms have curfews but the boys Storms right. don't. That creates dangerous situations and it would be like, shut up. Um, so yeah. I just yeah. like all that double Well, and the standards. gay stuff, right? All the gay oh, stuff and yeah. the gender oh, stuff. It's that's, like, that's, that's all I ask questions about. I'm like, so can hermaphrodites get married? <laughs> like, was mm-hmm. basically the only question I asked for like years. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. <laughs> I could just what, was they, you what like did that. they say? Um, <laughs> They said that people have to ask God about that sort of thing. Like, it was just like evasive as fuck and um, it was just like, I'm not going there Type thing. One time I asked if anal sex with your wife was okay, like to my pastor's face. Oh my god, I love this. Like I yeah, I was like from still, the mouths of babes. I was still an I edgy was imagining like no, a really like, little baby shape. Yeah, yeah. Excuse me, Pastor Steve. Um and he like cited some letters from the nineteenth century about like a religious man that had anal sex with his wife because she had like, you know, some sort of uterine disease and how like God told him that was okay. And like sometimes <laughs> there are very scholarly answers. Wow. That's the, in the Bible or is that in like in the No, Dead that's Seas just rolls? like that's just like, you know. This Pope You got in the peanut butter. Yeah, the Pope <laughs> liked his peanut butter smooth and he talks directly to God, so it's all this stuff like started to unravel for me. I remember in seminary when I just remember sitting there one day and they were like and someone said something like, Well, you know, there are actually thirty two gospels. We just the church only recognizes four and I was like, Oh what? Oh what? Yeah, and they're yeah. like, Yeah, they hide like they hide the rest of them because they don't work and I was like, Conspiracy. A lot of scholars are like, yo, they ate some bad bread and like wrote revelations. Like, there's like, <laughs> yeah, the ergot fungus uh, theory. Sure, exactly. Yeah, I've heard it, but you know, yeah. who knows? God isn't real, actually. So, um, speaking Scott of which, Scott thinks you know God what is very real. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's real is Creed, and what I want to know is, as were you 1999? Let's. Picture this, 1999. Where grade. were we? Graduate in fifth grade. Okay, fifth grade. Seven, 17, about to graduate high school. Okay. Cool. So we were all aware of Creed, for mm-hmm. sure, thousand percent. What were our hot takes on Creed at the time? I hated Creed as like a contrarian hipster, but also a Christian. 
I was like, I'm only into actual Christian rock. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. wait, tell me about they that. Weren't, well, they weren't devoted enough. It's related to this very podcast because we were going to do a Jars of Clay album, and then I put it on, and I'm like, this still slaps. I don't know. <laughs> I think I owned but, this album that we're about to tackle because I think I really liked the single, the What If single, because it was oh, so hard. What yeah, I think I like got it because I was like, yeah, this is like, and that then song. Listen to the rest of the album. Was like, oh, it's just yeah. like variations on that song and a lot of. For sure, there's some bangers at the top of this album. Yeah, and the I... album they like forgot they were making an album. Maybe. Gonna say no bangers on this album, but I I'm, I'm gonna argue that this is too good of an album to be on your Ooh, bad podcast. That is, all right, well, let's, it's platinum. Let's save, okay, so let's let me let, let's talk about talk. let's take let's talk about this. So, wait, I want to say real quick, Creed for me. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, I was a big uh, I was I was big into new metal and post grunge yeah. in middle school, and I will say that the first Creed album, My Own Prison, the singles on that album were I was into them. I had I would tape songs off the radio onto cassette tapes, and like those made the cut. My I Own feel, Prison. Yeah. I think I was into them, but then it, the memory's been distorted by like I drank so much in college in this one bar where you could drink underage in Providence because it was owned by cops. There was always this like. <laughs> You'd go, and they were always just got get there <laughs> at like nine o'clock, and the regulars and karaoke would be wrapping up before like the party scene started. And there was always this guy who was probably like twenty eight, Jenko's scruffy oh beard. He probably like little me probably would have thought he was hot, except for this that every time you'd walk in, and he'd be like like quietly drunk, swaying, and he'd get up to the microphone, close his eyes, arms out, and you know it would always be some Cree song. He'd be like, well, "I just heard the news." <laughs> And it'd be like, oh god, this fucking again. again. Yeah, this is definitely a song for like you know aging divorced dads and tank tops to like you know yeah. spread Get emotional, sp- mm-hmm. spread their full wingspan in a parking um, lot, and like <laughs> a, yeah. the first few drops of rain streaming down their face. It was just raining. Down, I swear, it was just raining. <laughs> <laughs> it was just raining. I'm not crying, um, Heather. I think it's funny that you said this is a divorced dad album because like my partner Liv liked this album a lot as a kid because oh. it was something that their divorced dad would lis- oh. listen to a lot. Oh. <laughs> this is just like see, rock my... music for emotionally unintelligent See, I, yeah. So like it's weird because when this came out like I remember like I remember having like the Puddle of Mud cassette like in my mom's car. My mom would like play it. Uh, we like liked it. It's actually that one I would maybe go in a Thunderdome and defend a little bit more than Creed. Creed was where we like drew the line because of the fucking sanctimonious like Jesus bullshit and and just because it was so corny and so cheesy and so overwrought but yeah I mean like so Creed let's 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 talk about like the 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 sheer numbers of this album okay so Human Clay second album by Creed first like major label album it was released in 1999 it stayed at number one for two weeks and it sold over 11 million copies in the US and 20 million worldwide Jesus it has been Certified 11 times platinum and therefore diamond by the RIAA and is the 54th best-selling album of all time in the United States. And then... It also ranks as the eighth best-selling album of all uh, in the U.S. since the advent of Nielsen SoundScan in 1991, which is insane. And higher, which we were 
parodying mm-hmm. when we came mm-hmm. in. Um, spent a record-breaking 17 weeks on top of the rock radio charts, um, which is mind-blowing. And even their next album debuted at number one and remained at number one for eight weeks, a record which Creed notably shares with the Beatles. Mm-hmm. So this is like a seriously well-loved, well-known record. And juxtaposing like those facts and figures with the kind of the typical response when you talk about Creed to anybody is like, ugh. Like everybody groans about Creed. And it's like, so to the point where it's almost cliche. They were ranked as the worst band of the 90s in Rolling Stone. And it's like, so a band that sold over 20 million copies of this album is also the worst band of all time. Yeah. So like where, yeah. right. Yeah. So you've been listening to the musics, but I feel like I've been down a rabbit hole <laughs> all week of 1999 message boards and like oh, wow. getting to the bottom of Scott Stapp as a person. I have seen the behind the music. The rest of us. I, I saw, <laughs> yeah. I know about how he got kicked out of college for drinking and then was like staying in, sleeping in his friend's college dorm room closet for like oh. a year secretly. I didn't know about that. Uh, I didn't know about that. And like he was home because his dad, you know, his parents like disowned him basically when he got kicked out of college. He couldn't mm-hmm. go home. And like, you know, he, you know, it seems like he had a tough, you know. Oh man, am I feeling empathy? There's definitely some moments that I've in the past week that I'm not proud of where I felt some level of empathy for Scott Stapp. I mean, these guys wanna... are only human. Uh, yeah, but, well, except the... that he fashions himself as a god in every in all the visual yeah, imagery. He's a, he's, he's, he's a, a comedic, comedic, tragic figure where like it's his own buffoonery that's got him into all of his. He is a buffoon. Yes. He's, yeah. yeah. That is the operative. Yes. I'd feel more empathetic if no, he didn't continuously no. capitalize on. Yeah, like, he's his like, antics. How, yeah. How bad can I feel about him? A very rich straight white. Well, a rich, <laughs> a rich straight white man who had quite the fall from grace. So, so okay. So, 1999, Human Clay comes out super, super successful. Yeah. The next album comes out um, a little bit less successful, but still pretty successful. Has My Sacrifice on it. They're nominated for some Grammys, but and then they're going on tour 2002, and they're at the All State Arena, um, where Scott Stapp is visibly intoxicated to the point where he lays down on stage mm-hmm. during one of the songs mm-hmm. and he, doesn't he know like any of the Cooper words. In a, the star, in a star yes, is born. that's exactly. Mm-hmm. I think what it was he alleged that he didn't sing a single lyric to a single Creed song. But they were just right. it, he was and he so, snored when he yeah. <laughs> so he has a severe drug and alcohol problem, and he had just gotten in a in a car accident, I believe, for driving drunk. So he was on a bunch of pain medication and like steroids and just a brutal cocktail to the point where um, fans were so outraged. This is like a fifteen thousand person arena. Mm-hmm. They were so outraged that they sued Creed mm-hmm. for their money back. <laughs> yeah. So there was a actual lawsuit and Creed came out and put out a statement in true like narcissistic Creed fashion. They respond to this to this by saying quote for now we hope you can take some solace in the fact that you definitely experienced the most unique of all Creed shows and may have become part of the unusual world of rock and roll history. So basically like you're welcome for this breakdown. (laughs) We found the email they sent to people in the beginning of it starts with that horrible non-apology of we're sorry if you felt that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the and, right. And again, we're talking about a show where a guy laid down on the he ground laid, the whole time. He and didn't say a single it. lyric. In retrospect, he called it an artistic gesture. Wait, is this what? just the Chris Gaines story? The, the lying down uh, yes. on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> we're back. Garth, Garth Brooks is in the background oh my just taking notes like, yep, I'm going to use this. And, and, and then I'm going to be a sex addict. Okay. <laughs> um, which I'm sure Scott Staff was. So Scott no, Staff... No, I think he did a lot of drugs and alcohol 
all, but I think uh, he was weird about sex, as a lot of Christians are. Is that why yeah. he he's in that lawsuit about his porno? Um, okay, yeah. So, okay. So what okay. I was going to say is I just want to, like, go down, like, the bullet points of things that are true can, about Scott Stapp. Can I can I blast? Or do you have it? I have it literally written Great. down. So there was a, number one, he made a sex video with, with Kid, Kid Rock, Rock that Kid Rock then, like, sued to not release, and he literally Wait, said they that. they fucked each other? No, they, there they were, were four, four women. Four women, four women were involved. Doing oral sex on these two men. Yes, okay. and and literally, Kid Rock was like found. His statement was that he was more How embarrassed close by the together fact. Together were their penises. Okay, listen. <laughs> I well, that's they, you can't find the tape. Can't I find the tape all week. I'm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like every and day. Kid Rock basically admitted that like the most uh, like embarrassing part about it was not like that it was a sex tape, but that Scott's Scott staff was in it, that. and he exactly. didn't want it to be released. So that happened. He got in a fight with three eleven at a hotel. <laughs> at a hotel. That's another thing that's true. He accidentally oh. punched a partner of one of the band members of 311 like in the follow through of that too. Oh wow. So he like hit a woman that was like completely uninvolved. And then perhaps the most absurd thing that is true about Scott Stapp is that T.I. saved his life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? Wait, you, wait, oh my you, God. you don't know about this? No, I don't know about it's this. such a good Can I tell the story? story? Please I tell love the story. It. Oh my God. Oh, but all I was going to say oh, really quickly before you do that is that each of those headlines individually is like the most it's perfect floor Florida man headline. Like, yeah. Scott Stapp is the original Florida man. It's just, that's the way it is. That's, yeah, I'm sorry. We didn't even get into the Secret Cut Service having to detain him. Oh my god, the CIA angels, and the, like, right. yeah. seeing yeah. an angel on the front of his car. Yeah, his mm-hmm. his mental breakdown, I feel like, I, we have he to tread a, somewhat had, lightly, because it, it's right. he has but bipolar he disorder. 2008, like, yes. five or six times. And I think that we can just create the disclaimer now that, like, we are not making fun of Scott Stapp because he has yes, a mental bi- illness. Right. We are making fun of Scott Stapp because he is a buffoon he, that ha- right. continues uh, time and again to make the weirdest most bizarre life choices absolutely and I would absolutely pay to see a very well done movie of his his whole life yes yes true give me that document let's do a burlesque a creed burlesque mm. it's also how he opens his memoir that he wrote is that oh he tried God. to throw himself off a hotel balcony yes. yeah, and T.I. saved his life but that was I didn't know T.I. saved his life I was somehow there. He was okay, so he was smoking a blunt out in his hotel <laughs> patio. Ti was yeah. with his friend Big Phil, and this is how <laughs> this is how Ti tells it. Um, they're going to smoke a blunt on the patio. Ti hears some groaning. He's like, "Big Phil, is that you? Are you hungry?" Big Phil says, "No, I'm not hungry." There is some blood on the ground by their feet. They look up, and as Ti is looking up to see why blood is falling on him while he's trying to smoke a blunt with his friend Big Phil. Um, Scott Stapp sees that uh, you guys will have to help me out here. T.I. is wearing a Alabama sports hat and Scott Crimson Tide? Yes, and Scott mm-hmm. Stapp says Rolled Tide to T.I. <laughs> and they like exchange Rolled Tidedness. So it sounds like T.I. didn't save his life. The fucking Crimson Tide saved his <laughs> no. life. Roll Tide, no, baby. No, 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 no. It's, it's this blunt that saved his life because <laughs> he, so Scott Stapp hurls himself out a window and it's several flights of stairs so he has like a broken hip, a broken leg, a broken something else. I forget exactly what. But oh, so he had already jumped and he already jumped point. and he has fallen instead of on the pavement so where he's he would have died. So he's just lying on the ground bleeding he, and saying, roll not, time. No, he's not lying on the ground. He is lying on a ledge that is uh, built and designed to hold seagull shit so it doesn't land on people like T.I. smoking blunts. So he's on this <laughs> oh my this God. ledge full of seagull shit and T.I. is like, if you let me call for help, I will let you hit this blunt. 
No way. Yes, that's way. That is how T.I. So says profound. it, and I believe him. And I don't believe any of Scott's staff, because he goes back on a lot of his, like, he's one of those, like, convenience liars, is what yes. I'm finding out about him, which is another reason to make fun of him. But yeah, the way T.I. says, explains this whole scenario. Oh my God. Seems like the most consistent one. So, there you have it. Wow. I th- I've been thinking story. about it a lot. God bless you, T.I., and God bless you, Big Phil. And it's also and God not, bless the Crimson Tide. <laughs> roll Tide. Roll Tide all the way to heaven. It's also not the first time T.I. has saved somebody what? in a intercepted suicide attempt. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay, so listen, I want to say we should get into the music because we've been talking about St- Scott Stapp and Creed for a very long time, but ultimately this is the very interesting part of this story because the music on this album, it's not my cup of tea, but as you've all alluded to, you know, it's not, it's definitely not the worst thing. I have a lot of things that I I'm going to make fun about. It transforms over the course of the album into the worst thing. It gets yeah, really bad. Exactly, it, it gets it's, worse it's and worse. It's a wolf in sheep's clothing because you're like, oh, this sounds like maybe if like Costco made a Tool album or something. <laughs> yeah. Like it's like it literally sounds like my high school experience of like there's there's not really internet because of the the time there is. Everybody's really fucking cloistered. Like you just hang out and drink in the woods, and this is what you think is music. Yeah. Like yeah. you just whatever is you know TV says you roll yeah. with. Yeah. So just to like quickly wrap up this little this context building segment and history of the band. So we we did get to this, which Scott Stapp did have a pretty public freakout that went over the course of uh, many many years ultimately, where he uh, was really fucked up on methamphetamines and steroids and uh, undiagnosed bipolar and, and booze, lots of booze and painkillers. And painkillers. He basically abandoned his wife and small children and. Started started uh, driving around the country uh, thinking that he had an angel on his uh, the hood of his car that was telling him where to go um, and telling him that his family was secretly in the CIA. Or no, it was in ISIS. Yes. I, I fell off on the latest he, Scott Stapp He thought news. the CIA had appointed Scott's him, Scott Stapp, with the task of killing Barack Obama. Yes. Which is really? Like, oh my yeah. goodness. And his PR, whoever does his PR is really good at scrubbing a lot of this stuff off Google searches. So like, kudos to you, Scott Stapp, you, but you you ran, but you couldn't hide. All right. Well, listen, guys. We could we could go on like this forever, but we can't. We, in fact, have to listen to this uh, <laughs> nearly an hour long song. And uh, I mean, album. <laughs> did I? Did I? It's just one. I song said what on I said. <laughs> I yeah, said what I said. Really it's song. really all the same. The first song on the album is uh, "Are You Ready?" And are you? Are we? What if? Are, are you ready? ready? Let's uh, let's have a little listen. I do think that song kind of slaps. Yeah, it's a it's a good like pump up jam. It's just too long. I like I think I think at this point when they made this album, they were just riding the wave of fame, and nobody would say no to them or be honest with them. You know, like nobody would say like, you know what, you only need this song to be two minutes long. Right. That's it. Yeah, they definitely needed a producer to help them cut the bullshit. Like that's a good producer's job is to be like, what can we do to make this six minute song, you know, a, a three and a half minute song. There's also some weird like dissonant parts that I sound like mistakes. If that's weird, but I 
the parts but, that remind me of like a half a second of a Yes album. Yeah, I like yeah. the it's dissonant like, parts. Dun, 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 dun. Well, As a guitarist, like Mark Tremonti is a good guitarist. Like the arpeggios and the bridge are cool. That shit he does in the chorus where it's like, like it's all you know. They it is it goes into dissonance, but it's like controlled dissonance, like pile or something. You know yeah, what I, mean? I feel like it's very telling wow. that literally every other member of Creed that's not Scott Stapp after they broke up made a band that just didn't have Scott Stapp in it. Yeah. Was that oh, Alter Bridge? Oh, well, yes, it yeah. was indeed. Alter Bridge was, was bad. Really though. whack. <laughs> yeah. And that was super Christian too, right? Weren't they? Uh, or no, I don't know. Weren't they like Christian they Limp Biscuit? They were Christian. They, they had like yeah, another Christian singer. They were Christian Limp Biscuit. I hate that. <laughs> I just love the ex-Creed member being like, well, shit, it's happened again. <laughs> I did not mean. How does this keep happening? <laughs> I'm going to go join these kids in Berlin. Everything will be fine. <laughs> uh, y- yeah. But th- I, this is more alternative than Butt Rock, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. this is better than anything on that Hinder album that we I listened mean, to. I mean, this is classic butt rock, though, right? Like, isn't this, like, number this one? Is, this, is, this is, this is, this is, you mean post-grunge? This is, I guess this is butt rock, but it's more like, it's closer to, like, Stone Temple Pilots than Hinder, you know? Like, it's, like, early butt rock. Proto-butt. Yeah, proto-butt. <laughs> well, Pearl Jam's the ultimate proto-butt. I don't know. I just feel like it takes all the things, post-grunge, especially Creed post-grunge, a.k.a. New Metal, a.k.a. butt rock is like taking every element of grunge that was like dangerous or interesting and like turning it into like an old country buffet of like sad drunk dad music like I don't it's it's just so friendly it's so earnest and so overwrought and the Christian imagery is just so over the top and then my main thing with this is that like even if the music is like technically fine um, and 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 it is in this particular song especially it's just that fucking Scott Stapp like delivers every line like he's got fucking a shit ton of peanut butter stuck to the roof of his mouth like his his tongue does not touch his teeth like for the entirety of this album the like, way he pronounces some words is very funny absurd <laughs> and you ready? heard his voice like yep. it's not like it doesn't sound like that like you don't say you, when you're speaking you don't say higher like <laughs> like you don't do that nobody does that can you hang, hang that painting a little higher <laughs> yeah <"Hi-ya." laughs> like what I also don't feel like this is an album starter. Like, this doesn't sound like a good lead-up right. song. It also, it, it, it fools you about what you're in for for the rest of the album. Because, uh, I mean, I think the next song, What If, like, it is along the same lines, and then it's like, I don't know, it's, su- su- it's this is weird because the singles on this album were all back, like, back, like, usually you front-load the singles at the beginning of the album. Right. And they're all, like, at the end of the album Well, on no, the, like, two big singles are just right next to each other, smack dab in the middle of this. Pretty close to the end. They're, like, tracks eight and nine, I think. Oh, God. Um, like, th- those singles, high and with arms uh, wide with open, arms wide open mm-hmm. like are very different from like this what they're serving on these right. early songs. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm wondering are, is this album supposed to be like a path to grace or something where Ooh. it starts with like fucking you know you're you're down in the muck and then you have a child and and you become one with Jesus. I think this album really was like we're going to go into the studio and write songs and like start writing some hits and then get our timeline rushed up and instead of like fleshing out a full story we're just gonna kind of copy and paste a bunch of songs well he said he wrote the lyrics to hire like in like 15 minutes in like a parking lot like he he believed that all of these all of these lyrics and all the song composition came from God and himself like he uh, has said this which he's is like laughable which is oh well when you get to the it's lyrics, really it bad like notebook ramblings though it, I mean, absolutely like, anybody could have written these it's not the same as, I know people love to hate on Nickelback and Nickelback's not 
not great either. But like the big difference between Chad Kroger and Scott Stapp is Chad Kroger is like pretty upfront about like, yeah, I like just want to make money and I write music that I know caters to the lowest common denominator. He has no illusions. Like manifest destiny. I'm a shining god. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) shining god boy. Like I'm Joseph Smith of of cock rock right now. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, he does like walk that line between like creepy youth pastor and Jim Morrison. Like it's just oh oh, yeah, he does think he's like the fucking second coming of the Lizard King. (laughs) Real quick, Fred Durst on TRL like blatantly is like I don't like Scott Stapp in this one interview I found, and like he does this impersonation of Scott Stapp where he looks like very pretentious. I don't know to like be lambasted like violently by Fred fucking Durst to Carson Daly who just likes everyone. He's a crowd pleaser. Fred to Phil. Fred to to Phil. Front to front. Copyright. Nobody steal that for your own podcast. (laughs) We need a new metal butt rock fucking burlesque drag show. That that would be great. Uh, (laughs) All right. Listen, we don't need that. What would be the Fred Durst sickening reveal though? What's hiding under? Oh, there was already a Fred Durst act at uh, Burlesque in the last year. It was uh, Roland, and he came in on a little tricycle. Mm-hmm. Wes Craving did. Also, and, like, threw rolls at the audience, I think. Like, <laughs> bread, bread rolls. Bread, bread Durst. Also, Live Liveprov Wrestling has a, a one of their wrestlers just is Fred Durst. Like, it's not, oh. a, it's not Fred Durst himself, but it's a guy whose it's, wrestling persona is Fred Durst. Really? Yeah. So if it was actual Fred Durst, like, yeah, just, 48 years old, like, yeah, that's like, it, kids, here I come. <laughs> I'm so well, what's the Scott Stapp sickening reveal, too? Like, what's he, he just He just pulls that, open his, his... I would do a little penis sheath. Can you get, um, can you get the then, microphone? Jesus Christ. I would, okay, I, sorry, I was gesturing to my oh, imaginary penis sheath. Okay. And I would do, like, and it would, but it would be like a Scott Stapp, like, wacky-waving, inflatable arm-failing two men, and I would have little marionette strings for like arms and like so my my dick would be like arms wide open Scott Your dick can do the, the, the Christ pose? Yes, my dick can do the Christ pose is a much more succinct way of <laughs> Wow yeah, easy, That's yeah. amazing Yeah, yeah, yeah Alright, what's next? Okay, yeah <laughs> Moving on what, what if we moved on? Yeah What, what if? if? Uh, what if? Alright, so this one is called What If? Twenty years later, looking at it through a very critical <laughs> lens, I have some problems. <laughs> yes. D- yeah. Go on. What, what? Looking at this as a grunt. Well, so before we picked this album, when we were just throwing around Christian Christian rock bands, I went back and listened to a lot of stuff that I used to really dig, and the thing that really killed me, like I've done a complete one eighty since I was a kid. I, I want to feel like I've always been like a kind and open person but I think the hard part for me when I was a kid was just all the judgment that surrounded yeah. like Christianity and that's part of what drove me from it mm-hmm. and when I go back and listen so many of these lyrics just it's like people 
dudes, usually straight white dudes, making idols and symbols of themselves by just fucking shaming marginalized people. Yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, you get a little bit of a whisper of that in What If. Well, the, the yeah. Very grandiose lyrics. Like, he's all, it's like, these lyrics are like he's like confronting Satan. Yeah, dude. He's, I've seen the wicked fruit of your vine destroy ugh. the man who lacks a strong mind. Human pride sings a vengeful song, inspired by the times you've been walked on. That, My stage is shared by millions who lift their hands up high because they feel this. We are one. <laughs> we are strong. The more you hold us down, the more we press on. But I think it's Creed is a mega church. Personal <laughs> burn book. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's like uh, this weird, like, painting yourself as the victim when you're like, because you're a Christian white man. You know? Oh, totally. Well, it, it actually, those lyrics almost like, I, I, it gave me Earth Crisis vibes. Yes. I said the same I thing. Was literally... I said it's like a hardcore crew anthem, but the crew is the Florida Baptist Convention. Oh, my God. It's, it's true because it was the same level of sanctimoniousness and holier than thou. Like, this is, I'm, I'm living life the way that everybody else should be aspiring to. And he is. He's doing that a mega church, like, arena, you know, performance. Also, this song has a breakdown in it. Well, yeah. Th- this is their most hardcore song on the album. This is, like, harder than Earth Crisis. <laughs> yeah, maybe on that album. Yeah, maybe on Slither. Yeah. It is, it is like, pretty classic, but but it does, it still has the, the verses reminded me of um, Wicked Garden by uh, Stone Temple Pilots. Oh, okay. I want to run through your wicked garden. <gasps> it's like a ripoff. Can't yeah. find a rhyme for all my reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. I wrote down some other lyric. The uh, can't sleep beneath the trees of wisdom when your axe has cut the roots that feed them. Forked tongues and bitter mouths can drive a man to bleed from inside out. That's cheesy as fuck, dude. And, like, the best thing about grunge is it's, like, fuck you nihilism. And this is, like, the opposite of that. Yeah. No, this is it's much closer to the hardcore ethos of, you know, tut-tut, uh, moralizing, but, like, actual Christian shit instead of just, like, the hive mind of fucking masculine uh, posturing that is yeah, hardcore. I, yeah. I feel like there's... That's why Creed exists, though, is because there was a vacuum. Like, people wanted to enjoy hard rock in America but they didn't want like the quote-unquote problematic Satanism like the casual devil worship Mm -hmm. satanic panic that was going on and it's just like oh I want something that slaps but my wife's gonna kill me if I take home a CD with a Baphomet on it right or whatever (laughs) yeah this is palatable and safe it's like oh but listen to the lyrics I like the way he says millions 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 (laughs) yeah I think he's rhyming with this or something I get deeper into the pronunciations like as we get deeper into the album because maybe it's just let's not get deeper into the album guys i think i think this is a good time to move on we gotta go deep all right um so the next one is it beautiful yeah oh god no oh no i can't with this yeah my first note is ugh capital letters uh so let's hear it this is uh this is that Ugh. This is. Your eyes. Here's your surprise. Strapped me. 
I am so mad. I this is that this. Costco tool that you're talking about. <laughs> this is making me like grab my liberal pitchfork and not feel bad for lambasting Scott Stapp for his personal life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I'm like, you made piece of trash woman bashing. Yeah, this is about like, a succubus, right? She's just beautiful. Yeah, it's women are nightmare. Women are demons. <laughs> we must protect our man. <laughs> Before they strip you. A strip girl. Who's he the likes poor, it. Who's the poor the fucking girl who said no to him when he asked her the high school dance? Who then, like twenty years later, <laughs> I'll later, show her. I'll show like, everyone. I thought he was just mad she didn't want to wait till marriage. Ugh, God. Where's a coat of color? Or <laughs> lustful, flamboyant, drawing attention to her own sexuality and autonomy. She's, Loved by some, feared by others. She's free, but she's empty. You know? Yeah, her of beauty course. is only surface no level. One. So, like, when she rejected me, it's not even that big of a deal because she's so, like, because she's so empty. Superficial. Because yeah. the, the beautiful women are empty vessels for our seed. There's like, for our seed. Yeah. <laughs> There's like so much to unpack, but I don't want to give him credit. Like, I know. Do at the end of the day, it's like he's just playing on fucking misogyny and like shitty incel nice guy bullshit. Yes, exactly. That's that was yeah. literally the only notes I had was like, I really like I there's a lot to unpack. But do I want to do that emotional labor? And also it's just, yeah, it's tired ass nice guy poetry. Like it's just it's it's fucking boring uh, and and so predictable and so one dimensional and gross. Yeah, but also like run through a religious lens, like a moral lens. Right. Where yeah. women are inherently the cause of uh, the folly of the folly of men. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. It goes all the way back to Adam Well, I mean, true. Not Adam and Steve, by the way. <laughs> Yikes. All right. Well, uh, that's probably, I guess, gross. all that needs We're to be said. All right. Yeah, it's just so, Adam and Eve, Adam and Steve so bad. Gross. Yeah. Yeah, right. we're all on the same page about Adam and Steve. So yeah. Steve is cool. <laughs> Steve is my dad's name, though. So I wish I like really wish it was some other man that Adam was fucking. Adam's also my ex boyfriend's name. You know what? They deserve each other. <laughs> Speaking can, of a lot to unpack, let's fuck. <laughs> they can fuck. It's fine. All right. right. What is happening what, over uh, here? Sorry, okay? I. Yeah, all this Creed music is making it's me. It's messing with your yeah. head. It's bringing you back. It's like when I like watch religious sermons online and I start feeling myself getting wrapped up in it again. Does what that ever happen to you? are you watching religious There's, sermons online? Okay. Were you watching this to prepare for an act or are you just like 3 a.m. one night uh, went I, down a rabbit hole? I was fascinated and it yeah. disgusted and at the same time their rhetoric just started working on me and I'm like, oh yeah, God is good no. and this is how and what? No. You like can feel yourself yeah. getting swept up. Yeah. I always say I'm three t- YouTube videos away from up. a cult, so everyone's gonna like watch out. Uh, well, you joined wrestling. Cult. That was your yeah. new cult. Can you imagine if your son's a cult leader and you're in your son's cult, and then you're like, "Wait, my son is because violent crazy. sons make That's bitter like mothers." Because the... violent. Thank you so <laughs> much for bringing, bringing it, back it back to our Lord and Savior Scott, Scott Stapp. That's <laughs> <laughs> what your academic religious mind is doing now. Is <laughs> like tying tie it, it in, tie it back, yeah. get it in there, <laughs> get to our thesis. This guy sucks. <laughs> What's the next song? Say I. Uh, say I. Say I. <laughs> Just so I can look say up. Yeah. Say yeah. I. <laughs> All right, this is say ah. Uh, this is the titular song where he talks about the human clay. 
Oh yeah, that's right. right. Mm. Which actually, can we take a second to talk about the, the, album the cover? fucking album cover? <laughs> the one that Speaking looks like which, if Beyond Alex, the Mind's Eye. If Alex Mack was an Animorphs book. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but like the, the morph shooting. is from dirt to <laughs> Scott Stapp, and it's like everything dirt in between. To dirt to mud to Scott Stapp. Yeah, it's a failed fucking the, golem. Oh like, my god! And yeah. like got sick of making it halfway through. I was like, you can be like kind of alive. Whatever. Yeah, this is like a, an one of those animation. Film Fest VHS tapes we have. Yes, yes, yes. Beyond, Beyond Mind's Eye. Eye. We watched it recently. <laughs> yeah, and there's others, but that's that one. It's that like uh, Earth Tone Lawnmower Man. <laughs> Do you know what's crazy? It probably took someone in 1999. Like, oh wow! So much, so much oh, work. Yeah. I'm sure they so paid a lot for that art. that art. This was cutting edge. Ugh. All right. Well, listen to this while you play Mist. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, throwback. That was the cutest thing we'll say for the next hour. All right, so um, let's uh, let's just fucking get this over with and listen to this song. This is uh, "Say I." So wait, did he want the title of this to be Say I Like You're Taking a Vote Like All Those in Favor Say I? <laughs> yeah. Because that's he spelled it wrong. No, I think I, he's saying it like, that's what I say. Say I. I or like, just human clay, say I. Yeah, like that Says he was me. like some like like foppish, dandy, like animated owl from like a kid's <laughs> film. Say I. <laughs> okay. Listen, I got to run through a little thought experiment with this song, right? So Scott Stapp's lyrics are divinely ordained by God. Of course. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all know that. We are incomplete and hollow for our maker has gone away is a lyric in this song. Yes. So do you think that this song is the worst one on the album because God has turned his back on Scott Stapp and he is no longer getting <laughs> divine ordinance? Um I mean, well, I mean, I think it is it is this a breakup song between him and God, not giving him dope lyrics like "What If"? And uh, <laughs> this is the like, only one he wrote completely on his own, and he's just, yeah, this he's is just like, like you didn't help me one time. Fuck you. Yeah, say it's like I. The, it's Octopus's Garden from the Beatles where they give, oh. like, Ringo one song. But Ringo's obviously a sweetie, yeah. sweet boy. Like, I'm not saying that. But you know what I mean, where it's just like... Oh, well, we I don't know. I think it was, like, more like the when the Lord went away after Adam and Steve happened. and um, Right. You know, and, and, and he's saying basically, like, without the Lord in your life, you're just a lump, a la- hollow lump of clay. You're just a, right. a you sculpy the- clay figurine and a child's attempt to stop motion 
solution video. Well, no, you're just you're just dirt because you haven't had the magical Alex Mack liquid like poured <laughs> upon you, Animate where you can you transform in into Scott Stapp, which is who is the pinnacle of all humanity. And that that's also going back to you know the very obvious over the top Christian imagery of just we're all just clay waiting to be molded by Jesus. You know, mm-hmm. the the yeah, word this, of God is what's going to animate us and turn us into like real boys. Some Old Testament vengeful God who's yeah. like, oh, yeah. you disobeyed me. Let me just wipe you out and start over and melt us in the rain. Um, and this is like he felt it was so important he had to name the album after it. This concept, Human Clay. Yeah, and then say that they weren't a Christian rock band, which is like, come on, okay. <laughs> Again, I'm just imagining one guy being like, Human Clay. Yeah, cool. That sounds right. Wait a f- <laughs> minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. Again, I've been stabbed again. again. He stabbed me. Um, yeah, stabbed in the back. <laughs> This is going to be my Creed cover band where I just make fem- feminist reinterpretations <laughs> yes. of both. Yeah, take like, back the butt With legs for, wide yeah. open. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, beautiful is me, beautiful Christine Aguilera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've always wondered why nobody has made a, a Creed and Christina Aguilera mashup, and now it's finally happened. Well, and now we know. Podcast. <laughs> and um, that's great. And yeah, that's that's the best thing that's going to come out of this, to be honest. I, yeah. I, the only thing, the only other note I had about this song was that it sounds like when you're like a, at the pediatrician and they like <laughs> are shoving a popsicle ah! stick in your face. <laughs> and we're like, ah! <laughs> like, that's the delivery of his lyrics on this. See ya! Ah! Imagine if his life took a different turn and he became like a really responsible contributing member of society and was like a medical assistant. Like a a dentist? Oh, hi kids, great to see you. They're like, do the Scott Step thing. He's like, no, come on. (laughs) He goes, give you your lollipop at the end and he's like, here's your lollipop. (laughs) One for you. Open your mouth wide open. A Christ pose with a lollipop You've got a cavity. <laughs> so you did see the sex you tape. Up. <laughs> what? So you did see the oh, sex tape, because that's exactly what it sounds like. That's what he says. That's his dirty talk. You've got a cavity. You've got a cavity. <laughs> and I've got to fill it. I'll fill you up with my healing seed. <laughs> no need to have dental insurance as a stripper. <laughs> I just always, like, I love this question of, like, you can't release that seconds because I don't want anybody to know I hung out with that guy. Yeah, also a fun thing that Kid Rock said about that tape is he says it. he wishes it was released sooner so that Creed would stop making music once and for all. <laughs> I feel like if Fred Durst... That is the best way to handle a sex tape situation. I know. Yeah, Kid it is funny like, that Creed is the one band that all these all these new metal guys felt like they were they right. had the, the go-ahead to turn on and talk shit about. Like, even though they were totally all contemporaries, all played on the same radio stations All the played same at time. the same festivals right. at the same time. Yeah. And also, like, who, yeah, what kind of fucking leg does, you know, did does Fred Durst have, yeah. or, exactly. Fred, or Kid Rock have to stand on? Like, they come on now. But if Fred but Durst that, and Kid Rock violently hate your guts, that says something. But are they doing it, you know, they doth protest too much, you know what I mean? They're 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 using him as as the, you know, the whipping well, like, boy. Don't hate then us. Create, exactly, because then boy. he, right, exactly. Well, and then that contributes to his God complex. So actually, what the fuck? It's so like what the media is doing with Bernie. Bernie. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, no, um, what was I going to say? So there was an article that 
I found in my in my research from it was it was like a Slate article, and it was talking about how Creed is criminally underrated, and I would definitely disagree with that fully. But what I would say is, is Creed like you know like the Britney Spears where everybody was like that's not real music and let's hate on like super 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 wildly popular, but then became the butt of everyone's joke and like was that fair? Like do they deserve to be the most hated band of the 90s according to the Rolling Stone poll and like yeah I don't know I mean I think so much of that has to do with Scott Stapp's personality you know right. more so than the music mm-hmm. you, yes you know? mm-hmm. um, I think that his the way he was in interviews and, and his persona opened the door for that kind of criticism when you know maybe when you look back at it nowadays it's not that they didn't deserve the criticism it's just that a, a lot of other bands that didn't get the criticism did yeah. deserve it I feel like I tried to go into this with an open mind and be like, all right, I'm not going to get swept up in the zeitgeist that, like, Creed is the butt of a joke. Let me find, like, the real music that was made and the real people behind it. And I think that after going through that journey with Creed (laughs) all week, I want to say, yes, this band is bad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I feel like, like that's fair. it doesn't really matter how you slice it or like what the public opinion is or means about Creed. It's like, yeah, it's the butt of every joke. And I don't think that everyone understands the exquisite and subtle reasons why Creed is so bad. Well, that's why we're here. Doing, right. Doing the Lord's work with our stappies out Academia. there. Academia. Well, and it's like they deserve to be the butt of every joke, too, because it's like this is the epitome of, like, making fun of Creed is the epitome of punching up. Right, yes. You know, it's not like they're a guilty pleasure band. They're a bunch of, like, dudes who live life on the easiest setting with a god complex. Yeah. Yeah. And they can't even get their shit together even though life has been handed to them yeah. in this way. They were still super self-destructive, but mostly like, because of Scott Stapp. Do the, does the rest of the band really deserve it, too? Like, I don't even know. I don't even know anything about these guys. I know that Mark Tremonti serves up. It's like all the other legs, members of Maroon 5, you but, know? Who, who cares? <laughs> and I know that Alter Bridge sucked. I know their other band sucked. I feel like that's the control, then. If Alter Bridge yeah. sucked, then, like... Alter Bridge was worse than Creed, I think. I will say, in interviews, it looks like Mark Tremonti is just, like, a regular regular, sweet, uh, intelligent person, you know? Yeah, the, well, they uh, they all were very exasperated with Scott Stapp to the point where yeah. they've, they've teased reunions, and they did go on, they did do a reunion tour, I think, in, like, 2012. Yeah, they continue to tease reunions. But, they well, no, Scott album. Stapp continues to tease reunions. He's like, oh, You're we're right. recording new music, we're doing this, we're gonna be back in the studio, we're gonna be, and, like, and basically the other guys are, like, in Alter Bridge, and they're like, yeah, well, we're actually touring then. Like, they're, they're like, pretty clearly, like, not in to it. They're like, we haven't talked to that guy in 10 years. Yeah, yeah, that's the vibe. Well, and I do hope he's doing better. He is. He's still married to the person that he got married to in, I want to say 2006. Oh, the one that he chased uh, like the angel around the country Is this a second or a third wife? Listen, if you're in a Christian... Second wife, right? Second wife, wife, but if you're in a Christian marriage, sometimes you fucking stick it out through Scott Stapp being your husband and chasing an angel on the roof of his car for a month. And I guess there's nothing more... otherwise you go to hell. (laughs) Yeah, if there's an angel on your car, you listen. Those are your options. (laughs) Right. Insane Scott Stapp. If you're buying into all the bullshit of like being submissive to your husband, being a submissive wife. Right, right. exactly. You are just like in it. Which I don't want to take away her agency preemptively and thinking that she's not also cuckoo bananas and all the way down for Scott Stapp. (laughs) Not that this 
this necessarily means anything, but the only thing I know about her is she was a Miss America contestant. Ooh, okay. So she's in like the beauty pageant world and lifestyle. And there's plenty okay. of God fearing folk in pageantry, I can tell you that. Yeah, but to your point, yeah, I apologize, Mrs. Scott Staff. I don't know your name. We're all very sorry. Very You've been sorry. through a lot. Yeah. I'm sorry for speaking for you. I'm sorry for your life, for but your loss. He got Scott Stapp got arrested the day after their wedding. Yikes. Yeah. What a bad choice. The singer, this would be a star is born. Like exactly. I'm the only one who's seen that movie, aren't I? A Stapp is yeah. born. I, I have I've up. seen it. A Stapp is born. Do you know we have I'm, a Stapp infection? Do you know what I'm <laughs> upset yeah. about right now hearing that? Is that like there wasn't a Bridezilla's episode about of this wedding? This, yeah. Because that would have been good If he TV. was too drunk to get on a plane, which, like, I don't even know how drunk you have to be to not be able to be on a plane, but it's, like, pretty out there. He must have been, like, real drunk at his wedding, <laughs> too. Like, All right, guys, I think we need to move it along and go to the next. Right, I honestly want to do the next two songs because I have, like, no notes for this next one. Wrong way. Like, come on now. Oh, wait, was that one about sexism, too, or no? Oh, uh, no. We're going to do... I thought it was going to be a cover of the Sublime song where he sexually <laughs> assaults, like, a preteen. Oh, Jesus, yeah. Uh, what a... Oh, God. God. All right. Well, so can we just do that? We're going to do Wrong Way and then uh, Faceless Man. Oh, that one's so bad. I know. They're... This is why we got to chunk them. Yeah, we got to chunk them. It's time to chunk it up. What makes you bleed? Oh, is this about periods? Or is it about Christ's blood? Or is there a difference? I just wanted it to be about his sex tape with Kid Rock. <laughs> God, get to the song. It's oh, wait, we're not here yet? It's kind of like got a good, like, desert rock, like, bass line. All right. I stay here. I stay But there's Mike's shift that he was talking about where the album just suddenly is like, hmm. Yes, yes. This yeah. is the part where they fully become Creed. No, I'm saying it's the point in that other song where he's like, God, you're not giving me divine ordained lyrics. <laughs> what do you mean I have to That's do this with all my shifted. own lack of talent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> totally. Listen, I'm going to go out on a limb here. On a, I'm going to perch on the cross here for a second and say that I think this was going downhill from pretty much immediately after What If, so... Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying, too. But oh, I mean, okay. it's Now it's really, now we're really rolling. We're, we're in the thick of it. So the the face- Katamari, this, if it was Katamari Damacy, like, you're, <laughs> you're like the whole town at this point. Really? Oh. <laughs> Oh man, we're rolling up continents at this point. Yeah. Uh, um, sticky ball of badness. Who are the faceless men? It's Jesus. Uh, what? Are, no, the faceless men are like enemies in this. Song. Right? Are they like abortion doctors or like universal yeah. Unitarians or like <laughs> people who masturbate? Women. It's like. <laughs> 
The faceless man. The really faceless men are women. Like he's so sexist, he doesn't recognize that women are their own category of people. So he's like, "There's men. And there's the faceless, faceless man. Man. Oh, maybe, the, maybe the faceless man is him. Ah, uh, yes, the two genders. <laughs> man and faceless man. Are you one of those men with a face and a penis, or one of those other men? <laughs> I think the faceless man is him. Maybe. He looks me right in the eyes, direct and concise to remind me, and he saw a face on the water. He doesn't know how mirrors work. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking mirrors. How do they work? <laughs> Dude, I was, I've was i been listening to a lot of The Cure, and there's so many lyrics about looking in mirrors or not looking in mirrors in their songs. <laughs> that, I forget which song it is where he's like, I looked in the mirror for the first time in a year. <laughs> well, I wish we were talking about that music. Yeah. But unfortunately, it's not keep it going. It's <laughs> yeah. Um, Please continue. In wrong, Do go on. In wrong way, he has this line where he says, "What makes our youth run from the thought that we might die?" And I'm, I guess, there's just been a big shift in the youth since '99 because, like, all I'm seeing is like suicide memes yeah. these days. Well, I mean, if we were gonna bring it down, kids today, it's like can't even go to school without right being a- afraid for their lives. Yeah, this so. is that pre-9/11 yeah. youth that right. Didn't yeah. give a thought to death. Yeah, they were skateboarding Tony Hawking up a storm. And Bart Simpson was like our national treasure and what shorts. we all aspired to be. Yeah, not too much a focus on stranger danger either. Carefree. I've been talking a lot about this actually with like Alex and like just thinking about how, because also like I work with teenagers, I work with young people who were not alive pre 9 11. Um, but there is like definitely like a uh, like retro like fetishism of like youth culture today where they are like very into the 90s like the mid and late 90s um, and like they dress like you know 90s throwback and they a lot of the music that you know is kind of yeah, like, going back to that yeah like even like right now. I remember yeah. XXXTentacion like said that his favorite band was Papa Roach yeah yeah there's a lot of that there's a lot of that and um, it is really good. interesting I don't know the economy was doing okay like right. the 90s was tight <laughs> Okay, I mean, there yeah. was some like yeah. There was a lot of fucked up shit going on, but we were like a lot ignorant of, of we were it. also young and ignorant of it. Yeah, the loss of innocence or the loss of like naivete that like w- whether it was like earned or not, right? It was uh, that was like a very like profound kind of shift in our culture. So the faceless man that Scott Sta- <laughs> Stapp is talking about is the approaching future that is banal and <laughs> meaningless. Okay, well this song is dumb. Faceless man is tuneless dreck and emotionless drivel and it, it literally the like climax of it is him talking about going to the river and spending time with nature yeah. and that that's what's real and oh, gross. Like, what it sounds like face. it sounds like sweet child of mine like saying at like a townie bar by like a, a very drunk uncle who's just been kicked out of your graduation party but like Scott Stapp must have had actual meaningful moments with himself in the quiet and the outdoors right like this is a real man <laughs> I I love this song oh my god <laughs> alright and then wrong way, like I have no- nothing to say besides that the ratio of yas to ideas in the song is unfortunate. <laughs> well, this is the one where it's like he says he just says this, yeah. This is the one again. that's oh yeah. I, ho- I hope you don't go to hell. Yeah, wrong way is just literally it just sounds like the song before it went on too long, and they were like oh let's just put a cut here. Okay, title this one wrong way. Two songs, cool. Yep, wrap it up. Um, I want to talk about never die. There's some yeah. wild lyrics in this one. Okay, yeah, let's do that. Let's Shall move on. Never lie. Never die. Never die. 
really brings me back to a time where everything on the radio was like a pinch of tool and a dash of incubus. <laughs> Sounds like a weird Alice in Chains grind era ripoff. Yeah. Yeah, it does definitely echoes better songs by better bands. Um, and but it's not that. <laughs> but lyrically, yeah. though, it's ha- also very bad. <laughs> hands on a window pane, watching some children laugh and play. They're running in circles with candy canes and oh, French yeah. braids. Yeah, like, who is like playing... this? Is some aqualung shit. All right, yeah. <laughs> I just want to know who's outside playing with a candy cane in their hand. <laughs> like it's like Scott Stapp's never actually seen a child do a recreation. Right. Like it's all you know, kids. They like French braids and they like uh, candy canes. Yeah, like like a like a nineteen <laughs> twenties cartoon of like a a kid with bloomers on and a giant lolly. <laughs> what, what do tiny with, like, faceless men like? <laughs> yeah, like yeah, they're just tiny canes. faceless men. <laughs> tiny faceless men but, like candy cane. But Scott Stapp, quit staring at those kids out the window. And he's man. like, but I want to be young forever. <laughs> a song about tiny men. <laughs> faceless it's so men. They don't have arms either. They are potatoes. It is creepy. It's definitely fucking weird. Like the lyrics, like, what makes us grown ups anyway? Let's search for the moment when youth betrayed itself to age. Okay, and then the next lyrics are so let the children play inside your heart always. And I feel like um, having children playing inside an organ in your body is just kind of (laughs) weird. It's all, you know what I mean? It's very weird what he's, what he's trying to say. I guess he's trying to say, like, don't, you know, hang don't, on to your youth, but he's saying it so creepily. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, why? He doesn't provide any compelling arguments for hanging on to the youth other than, like, it will make you look at kids with candy canes. Yeah, what? Like, also, like, nothing about the song construction is giving me, like, carefree childhood vibes. No. Like, it's like, it's very dirgy and dark and brr. Be like a child, but sing like. Like you're dead. Like I don't know. Like what? Well, I guess that's appropriate, maybe for a childhood of someone growing up in Florida. But <laughs> why is there water in a maze? <laughs> I just like again, t- I don't want to give him. I feel like I could dig into this and make it make sense, but then I'm giving him so much credit that he does not deserve. Do you know what else I found in my Creed research is another podcast that's called Step for Step, and they oh do this God. where they assert that every Creed song is based on a step-by-step <laughs> episode. Oh, my God. And, like, make, like, you know, pull... Oh, my God. Pull, you put their liberal arts degrees to use to, I like, hate make that. connections where connections <laughs> should never be. Okay. I feel like we have to move on to the big... The bangers. One of the, yeah, yeah, we got the two bangers conveniently so they've, like, buried su- in this album. Yeah, they've successfully, like, lulled us into a, a mindless coma where we will go to Sam Goody and, like, be sheeple. Like, all of these songs have hypnotized us into mediocrity and then they can really like turn the gears up to yeah to these like, these grammy award like sensory deprivation <laughs> exactly it makes the other songs like whoo, transcendent you'll have a transcendent the power of creed compels you yeah a lot of people don't know this but you'll actually like have a transcendent experience listening to higher if you listen to the whole creed album first which is why it's gone platinum is like you get into this psychedelic altered state on the astral plane because the other songs were so bad all right god finally tuned back in for this song <laughs> to give him some divine... what if god was one of us and his name was scott stapp and he was gonna sing about having his arms open let's hear it begin to pray then tears of joy 
show you everything <laughs> i just this song is like it's it's there's supposed to be like this triumphant moment of like he's become a dad and like yeah. everything in his life has changed and like but it's he's not it, he doesn't say like oh you know i'm gonna get my shit together you know i'm gonna no. quit drinking you know i'm gonna it, it, no you know all he says is i'm gonna show you everything I'll show you everything, Which, and I'll, everything. I'll stretch I don't, my arms even, really wide. I feel like that's not necessarily even the best approach to take. parenting. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Right. You, you can't just show, you show them your everything. kid everything. What are you? But that's fucked up. <laughs> everything? <laughs> Would you, the authority on parenthood, uh, confirm this? <laughs> <laughs> confirm or deny? Um, I'm I'm not like the best because I'm. We're very like go with your the flow. Parent each kid as their own person, kind of thing. So. If one kid seems to warrant being shown everything, well, sure. But what if one of your kids starts listening to Creed? What are you gonna do? How are you gonna sit I, them down? And what's I, the conversation you're gonna have? Let's role play. I don't think that's gonna happen because my older son, who's the the younger one, is like a baby baby. The older son is almost three, and he has very strong opinions about music. Oh, good. Very strong opinions about people's personal aesthetics. <laughs> so uh, he, you don't think he'd be into this? No, I know he wouldn't. I know. <laughs> You've just, so you've raised him right, is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just got well, lucky. if you showed him everything, that means you showed him Creed from a young age. That might not have even happened. <laughs> oh, it's like a peanut allergy, where like you yeah, won't the exposure. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How many fucking people was this played at their christenings? Like, oh my just god! Think yeah. About that. Oh how my god! In kids, a church? Yeah. How many poor kids? Or had, like, like a MySpace video of a new parent? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a, edited a, in uh, iMovie or a platinum. Oh no, this is album. very pre iMovie. Let's be. Yeah, this is some Windows Movie Maker mm-hmm. and 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 it, or like a Avid. PowerPoint. It was a PowerPoint yeah. photo slideshow. <laughs> oh man. Um. So here's the thing. Like this song this was a wildly popular song um and yes was played in a million christenings and graduations and fucking weddings i'm sure um and like it's it is it's very dumb um but like musically you can kind of understand why you know people were into it but it's the fucking video that really just brings it like it's like this is why you hate creed like this is why creed is so bad like it's so pompous it's it's actually really campy in a but like in a very unintentional way he does the christ pose with like 360 degree matrix cameras on a cliff on a cliff with fucking meteor showers descending around him and they even add the pew pew sounds it's, into the yeah fight. this white baby is god approved by this white man baby god bless america <laughs> this is the most important thing that's ever ever happened and instead of like parenthood being a humbling experience for him it's he's like, like he's yeah. like it's all about him and he's like yeah, i have reproduced blood you know like, yeah more of my seed out in the world gross um i want to talk about something really weird go ahead Okay, so his son's name is Jagger, and I've been thinking a lot about that, and I looked up the name Jagger, and it a year before hit Scott Stapp's son, Jagger, was born, Tommy Lee 
named his kid's middle name Jagger. And I'm like, did Scott Stapp see Tommy Lee and Pam Anderson do this and be like, that's a pretty sick name. And like Mick Jagger and stuff. And that's probably why Tommy Lee did it in the first place. Like, I just want to know. I don't think any of them are that original or that thoughtful. Dude, it like also the the video like culminates in him like smashing a like a hole through like a cave. He's like Indiana Jones and he's like fingering these stalactites and then like and wading through a magical glittery pond and then like punching through the surface of the earth and like emerging from this like goodness cave birth canal like and became god posturing on a mountain like it is absurd and the rest of the band's not really in the video at all no of course not of course they didn't have a beautiful son named jagger (sighs) it's so corny man there's there's one guy who's like again with this images also i have like four kids (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) okay here's all the here's all the rock star kids named jagger jagger stapp jagger shedix Son of lead singer of Papa Roach, Jacoby Shadix. Shadix! Wow. Jagger Sizemore. Son of actor Tom Sizemore, John Leach. Right. Let's move it along. Uh, no, I need to know all of the Jagger. <laughs> Can we make this the podcast notes for the show instead of actual notes? It's just this list. This is the list of famous or semi famous offspring of or offspring of semi famous people named Jagger. I yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know who Joe Don Rooney is. Listen, we're done. <laughs> we're done with this aside. So, uh, shall we move on? Yeah, let's do higher. Uh, let's do. Let's do it. <laughs> Does he sound like Alanis Morissette a little bit to you guys? <laughs> a hunger. The comfort. Those poor kids. I know. Oh, but then there's this. 2018. What? What? Oh, it's People Magazine? Amazing. This is gonna be a PR thing. So I was reading the genius annotations on the lyrics on this. Genius as in like they're on a message board from 1999 and it's Creed fans like analyzing the lyrics. No, No, like like Genius, like formerly known as Rap Genius. Um, It's like a lyric site with annotations. Yes, yes, yes. And I was reading the annotation to the first lyric of the song and it was a quote from Scott Stapp. And he said... So so I was basically commenting on my dream and writing my thoughts about what I was dreaming about. And it was on various levels. It was a literal dream, but it was also on my dreams as a human being at that stage of my life and where I was in my t- life at that time. I wanted the world, so to speak. I wanted to achieve every dream that I ever had. And also I had that idealistic view of wanting to create heaven on earth. At the time I penned that song, my view of what heaven on earth meant was very narrow, very naive, and very wrapped up in ego and self-fulfillment. I didn't really expect on that but I can comment on that now and it's also be careful what you wish for because your prayers might get answered and just below this quote from Scott Stapp there is a top comment that uh, uh, a member of the genius community has written and that comment is this song is about fucking (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> that is definitely yes. I literally said like is okay. Obviously, like the song is supposed to be about going to heaven, but it also kind of has the mouth feel of a song about fucking someone with at least three E's in their name. Like <laughs> I, he floats off the stage in a crucifix formation at the end of this. Yeah, this video. is the one with the Matrix cameras. This, where it's like a full yes. three sixty like yes. slow mo. Christ. Oh, and the little cross. zoom, the like the goofy zooms, man, the goofy zooms, and it's like, oh, and Mark Tremonti in- is making insane faces in this music video too. Ooh, now he, we're t- he has serious like you know guitarist orgasm face problems. Oh, nice, like like yeah, uh, yeah, you know what uh, we're talking about. Yeah, what a great media to exchange faces <laughs> on. I, I want to take back. All the apologies I gave to Mrs. Scottsdale. <laughs> yeah, okay, let's because just like, you've been just, on your phone reading an article for like a minute. No, and I just you have some new information. Her name is Jacqueline, and she has a fucking column for people about parenting and motherhood. And she is spreading her husband's bullshit, internalized oh, misogyny. There's all sorts of shit about getting your body back. And Ooh. lots of the stuff that, as, as a person who gave birth makes me furious about the non-gestational partners where it's like let's thank them for putting in 20% like and, right. and act like it's this giant thing that he helped do our daughter's hair for a dance recital let's throw him a fucking parade uh, no no listen, no you no. gotta you gotta hang on to something when your husband is cut apologies rescinded no she's like yeah fuck her fuck her maybe she's the PR person because these these blogs would be great PR to be like look at how happy we are <laughs> yeah no yeah. way man you need to be a fucking criminal genius to be Scott Stapp's PR person and scrub all the like weird videos of him blackout drunk on a poker <laughs> TV show on like Fuse or whatever. <laughs> you guys, how you know you've really taken a wrong turn when you're doing a poker tournament on Fuse? There, was, uh, there were often like blackout drunk celebrities on those celebrity poker shows. He was black. He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got like I saw five girls. <laughs> it's like it's the weirdest shit I've ever seen. And they're like, hey, aren't you like religious? <laughs> Scott Stapp and he's like ah. he's like not today <laughs> yeah. not today faces man it's not as sad it's not as sad as Amy Winehouse I'm the only man with appearances, <laughs> but it is as intoxicated um, I was gonna say the sexually harassing Jennifer Tilly is a great segue into the next song which is <laughs> about child sexual assault oh or something oh my god I just yes, feel like we I gotta, we gotta this was gonna happen yeah we gotta Wait, keep going didn't this here didn't the song win a Grammy aren't we gonna no. Just no, Hire didn't it. win a Grammy. Oh, okay, it was no. Arms Wide Open. Something definitely won. No, it was the next album. <sighs> Are you sure? This yes. Didn't win a- All right. I yeah. No, I I feel like uh, we have been talking about this for an hour and a half, uh, an hour and forty five minutes actually. Who's counting? Let's. All right. Fine. Let's. Upon let's your response, unless you have anything else, child. You, I mean, listen. <laughs> do you have anything that you really feel emotionally tied to that you need to say about Hire? <laughs> I'm gonna sue <laughs> fucking Scott Stapp for these two hours of my life. <laughs> yeah. Stop! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! All right, uh, stab Make it, it stab. Make it stab. Okay, uh, yeah, so I don't know. This was the one that I had the most notes for because I was the most horrified and baffled by it. Everything else is real fucking, again, corny, cheesy, overwrought, maudlin, self-indulgent, God-complex bullshit, but this is take a quick hairpin turn and wash away the years with this weird, weird, deeply uncomfortable this- song. Oh, it is bad. Arms Wide Open was the Grammy winner sorry <laughs> oh. I knew it 
Yikes. <laughs> oh, so bad. Do you think that's like how they get you is like they give you those two bangers and then they like sneak this one in right after because you're so hyphy on on Creed after hearing like arms wide open and higher that like this one just kind of slips into your subconscious. It can just you... slip in. It's six minutes long. You exactly. Can't exactly. It. There's oh no right. God, the lyrics on this one. It's, it's so fucked oh, up. It's so know, gross. You don't even want to say them out loud because you're just so. I'm already on a watch list because of all the research I've had to do for this website. <laughs> I mean, for this podcast. So I know I've I been was... advertised daily to get Scott Staff albums on Instagram. I, I was trying to like dig deep and see if he actually wrote the lyrics it looks like he did because I'm like it's such a right turn but it also again it infuriates me because it's like stop telling other people's fucking stories to try to seem deep you asshole yeah it's like one time a girl told me about her problems and now they're like I'm an I'm such a nice guy that I wrote a song about it yeah, dude yeah. and the song is my anger is violent but still I'm, I'm silent, silent yeah tragedy thanks. strikes at home and then he says I know this decadence, decadence is shared by millions remember you're not alone dude, I think he doesn't know the word decadence, decadence. Does not like know. a fucking dove dark chocolate bite. <laughs> like and there and it's victim blamey, right? It's like Oh, it's like, absolutely. Oh, this, I also think he doesn't yeah. know the name the the meaning of the word decadence, oh, but go on. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, this girl shows up crying, sobbing, something's happened to her. Assault is implied, and he's like, "Well, if you didn't put yourself in the situation, <laughs> what, what were you wearing?" You wearing? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Yikes! He says, "Do not hide your tears because they were sent to wash away those years." And I'm trying to wrap what? my head around that. Right? It's like, like everything happens for a reason. Like, but, but like, cry it out. If you cry over your abuse, it's a gift from God sent. Yes. To yes. Drown your memories. To er- etch a sketch. Yeah, because that's how. Cr- Tears work. Yeah, that's yes. how. Yeah, I, that's literally I what I said. And that's just like, how abuse works. You know, that's how yeah. trauma works. If you cry enough times, you forget. Yeah, you're just completely. full of the bad memory juice. You, you got to get it out through your eyes, yeah. dude. Also, like the crown of thorns imagery, like oh. deifying her victimization, is so gross. And like she's yeah. like Christ-like. Whispered softly is like a little too. Well, because the, the only way women can have any virtue is by overcoming and suffering abuse. Because yeah, that's what Game of Thrones taught me. We're, yeah, yeah. She's, the, she's whispering softly about it. She's not like screaming. Or she's not being a bitch and telling people going about on it Facebook loudly. about it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. This is it. this is just like that part in Game of Thrones where Sansa was like, "Oh well, I'm I'm glad it happened. You know what happened to me with Ramsay? Because I, if not, I would have just stayed a little bird." And it's like, oh, no, you God. don't need to what? get abused to grow up. I've never seen uh, this show. It's bad. Yeah, it's bad. Don't watch it. Yeah. Uh, and um, then also he says, for we have crossed oh, that's many the oceans. Line. That's the line. And we labor in between. In life there are many quotients. <laughs> and I hope I find the mean. Which is just a pointlessly is, banal thing to say in the middle of this horrible story. Stupidest. It was clearly written for like another song. And he was like, gotta put that one in there. Like fucking math jokes. I got the rhyming dictionary out for this one. Like just stick to the narcissistic God complex or just Songs. Don't do any of the things you did in this song. Or don't ever. do anything. Or again, at all. Where the fuck was an editor or like a producer? Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of and people again, this have song credits is, on this album. This song is six minutes. Several previous songs have been six minutes. The next song is six minutes. You don't need six minute songs. Go. They're just verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus. Like, there's not even, you're not even doing anything interesting. You're not, yes, you don't need a six minute song. Uh, he has to tell this whole story that's not his to tell in, um, paints him as. Sort and of then a, be the hero of yeah. it somehow. But, like, it, but for even for being there, for, for being the shoulder to cry He's on. He's the hero because, yeah, he has all this. 
angry violence inside of him, but he's silent. He <laughs> bottles it up. It, it, like he a real man. On. The tears wash it away. <laughs> I don't have to hold other men accountable. Of course not. He's like he's like that guy who's like, well, I'm a feminist. And you're like, okay, but other than saying that at every fucking cocktail party <laughs> while you hit on chicks, what do you actually do? <laughs> right. Yeah. Go raise your jacket. I don't jagger. think he would say he's a feminist. I, I feel no, like that's probably an he's not, to he, him. Yeah, he's like, oh, no, I, let's not lose our minds here. <laughs> no, I was making an analogy that he's like that I'm not guy a feminist. Like, I'm a race realist is what oh, he would say. Oh. Oh, anyway, uh, go raise what your jagger, saying? Scott Staff. That's okay? the type of ist that Scott Staff is. All right. <laughs> hey, you still got your lyrics open? Like, yeah. Like, oh, I mean, no. Those are the really bad ones. I think we we definitely hit them. Yeah. Did we hit the? If you close, just cl- if you <laughs> just close your eyes and just imagine everything's all right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you need to do. Close them tighter and. This song makes me want to fucking close my eyes and, and never fucking wake up. <laughs> yeah. And never let a man enter again. <laughs> but yeah, fuck Scott Stapp. Fuck oh, Scott Stapp. Fuck Scott Stapp. I don't feel like, bad about making fun of, of him. songs are like weird breakup women are like succubus. Beginning of the album, song. yeah, it's like women are all the evils of the world and this you get down to this song and it's like, and she deserved it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. so funny. Fucking mad right now. What Sorry. a Florida man. Well, what a perfect time to move on then to the next song. The last oh, no. song. The last, oh. beautiful, gloriously the last yes. song called I'm- Inside Us All, which, you know, there's a little <laughs> bit of <laughs> Scott Stapp that will be forever lodged in the <laughs> recesses of our brain. There's but- a peace inside us all. <laughs> I have, like- Why does he have, like, an entire jar of marbles in his <laughs> mouth? Because he's deep. Oh, because he's trying to be Kurt Cobain, who did it yeah. right. <laughs> I think he's trying to be Scott Weiland, which like, which is funny because they were like such a decadent. Oh wait, he doesn't even know what that word means. Didn't he, he doesn't know what it didn't means. Didn't he replace Scott Weiland in a band too? After all this, no. Mishigas? Yeah, did he? Didn't he? Did he join Velvet Revolver? Oh God, I, wait, that would wait. be funny. While I'd... we listen to this next clip, I'm going to actively listen and also look this up. All right, well let's find. Let's go move it along to uh, the final track. Thank God, this is <laughs> unless you count the uh, strings <laughs> version of With Arms Right Open, which I, mean, I like, don't. Should we? No, absolutely no, not. No. All right, so We're let's let's stop. wrap it up with in. Inside us all. <laughs> Where does that validation even come from? Like with the Somewhere happened. in your mouth and throat. <laughs> There's a piece he that says that like 64 times in the song, too. This literally Dude, just sounds like a mashup of every other song in yes, the album. Yes! I am so tired by the time I'm at this song in the album listening to it. I'm like, I don't... 
know what to say other than this sucks. Just it just like keeps going. In the exact it, way that the other songs also sucked. sucked. Well, it sounds and like these later songs are so long, though, they like answer the question of like, how do you make a crescendo sound like a dirge? A crescendo. <laughs> yeah. If everything's a crescendo. Don't. Um, he sounds fucking tired. It sounds like his jaw is completely unhinged from his body. If I if I didn't have the lyrics in front of me, like I would have no fucking clue what this guy was saying. And even with the lyrics in front That's, of me, I don't have might be for the clue. best because yeah. it's like this weird like John <laughs> Lennon stab at like you know ending world war with I don't know it seems a little Buddhist but again giving Scott Stapp way too much credit yeah just I it, it, how can you give credit to a man who can't say the word inside or decadent <laughs> or soul like what no it's soul. inside us all but it sounds like inside a soul or like it doesn't it doesn't make any fucking that, sense and it's really bad is that on purpose though inside a soul inside us all no none of this oh, is on purpose deep. none of it's on purpose deep. god the lip gymnastics of contorting your mouth in order to say simple words in the most complex way possible. That's what the steroids were for. God. I literally, that was my next note was, were his lips on steroids too? (laughs) No, it was truly for his throat. So, yeah. Well, because listen to his, like, to get super nerdy, listen to his technique in so many of the songs. You're like, that's not great. Of course you ended up with polyps and hurting yourself. Right. You didn't know what you were doing. No. I The story of Scott Stapp is of a man that is very dumb that got very lucky and was in the right place at the right time in Florida, by the way. Uh, it's a tale yeah. of oldest time. A tale as old as time on this show. <laughs> yeah. A mediocre white man who literally ascended <laughs> to a position of power and then uh, destroyed higher. his own life. He was taken higher, uh, way he was hoisted higher than he ever should have been hoisted before. And oh, the fall was quite a tumble. But here's the thing: he's probably actually still fine. Ti saved his it life. Doesn't sound like Does he's fine. Does Ti save any fine. of our lives? He was hanging from a ledge, hitting a blunt, and saying "Roll Tide." <laughs> he's, he's bleeding got... everywhere with broken ribs and broken legs. Yo, videos of him now are of him being pretentious about how fine he is. You know what I mean? Yikes, He's like, I know course. about all that stuff back there, but like, I'm actually still Jim Morrison and think I'm perfect because I really worked on myself, which is good. He worked on himself, but that's but it's the bare the minimum. Attitude. He's still, he's just, he's like Ric Flair going to the gym every day, but still drinking like 22 beers. <laughs> I don't, I don't think, I don't know. Oh yeah, Ric Flair's beer. fucked. He was on a Cumberland Farms commercial recently. Like Ric Flair a, was? Yes, and he's in full ring gear with a little, you know, pink fluffy <laughs> bathrobe and everything. Aww. He's talking about how like every size coffee is the same price. <laughs> <laughs> and that there's five pizza. <laughs> Woo. All right. Woo, indeed. Shout out. The worst part about re- doing all this research was that I realized that I am sexually attracted to Scott's death. <gasps> he's no. on tour right now. He's, no. He's currently on What? He's currently I just on like tour. I like his face. Like if it didn't have his no. brain and his soul in there, I, he's a cutie. The soul of my partner was in Scott Stepp's body. I'd, Stop I'd it. it once. No! Creed might be one of the uglier bands to have ever existed. Kidding. No way! They're all jacked and they love the Lord. Yeah, but they're like they're like the jack dude to post on like the 4chan fitness board. Like I don't you know. know Can you butter, take me back to the beginning of this like podcast? <laughs> they like yeah, thought lifting would like make it so they can talk to women, but they still can't. They're, they're just right. Even they're just so. lonely jack dudes. 
Oh, yeah. So, like, Tinder. They're all on Tinder, too. That's where I see them, because I don't go on 4chan. <laughs> so, Scott Stapp is a lonely jack dude on Tinder. Yes. God, look He's at He's actually, with the, the short fuck? hair, he looks kind of foxy. I do hate that I am agreeing with you. I, maybe maybe he has stopped drinking, because he doesn't have that, like, um, thing where he... you look like you're wearing a mask of yourself, any, like, yeah, like Ben in... Affleck has. He's super in and, like, recovery. Like, Jimmy Fallon has. He's super in recovery, according to his uh, bio here on his website. And lives in Nashville now, and yo, I'm okay. not. I'm not pleased that I would tap it. I stab it. I'm you would stab it. it. Oh. I'd tap it, and then I'd stab it, oh. and then I'd tap it again. I wish you all would don't stab stab it. I feel like Christ. this picture, the eyes in this picture, are following me wherever I move. Yeah. yeah, I want this off my phone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Why did I look up Scott Stapp? Scott Stapp does look like a haunted painting. That's what I'm into. <laughs> like, all right, listen, we don't have to. We don't have to continue. We can make it stab once and for all by uh, looking back on this uh, experience, and uh, we have to rate the album on a scale of zero to negative five of something, some sort of quantifier, which you as our as our wonderful guests get to dis- decide what that is. Also, thank you, wonderful guests, for being on the show. Oh, thanks, thanks for, for having us. us. Thank you for talking about Scott Stapp. Uh, Thinking about Scott Stapp. For two hours. Fantasizing about Scott Stapp. <laughs> outing, outing so many things Researching about Scott Stapp. Learning to yes. love what we can of Scott the stap Stapp within. And be kind to our <laughs> Stapps inside ourselves. There's a little bit of Stapp inside of all uh, of us. We, uh, little megalomania. We've made this Stapp infection joke already, haven't oh, we? Oh, it's still funny. <laughs> <laughs> Got a Stapp infection. Oh, um, and should we rate this on a scale of Florida man's or a scale oh, of... How Florida yeah. is this man? <laughs> or should it be we rate on a scale of faceless man's? Oh, faceless how Florida faceless man's. How about faceless the... Florida man's? Oh, was it? yeah, faceless Florida man's. Right? Yeah. Men's. Men's. I, I don't know if we've explicitly said it yet, but Scott Stapp is the pinnacle of the Florida man. Yes. He's like the uh, platonic ideal of the Florida man, <laughs> just based on his hair record, sordid life. I feel so bad saying this because like, we shouldn't make fun of people for their struggles, but I really genuinely feel if you took the Florida man meme, you know, the one type in your birthday in Florida man, he probably has... Enough or to yeah. fill a calendar also. An- yeah. <laughs> He's had a long and uh, right-worthy life, yeah. All right, so what's it going to be? Who wants to start? Who wants to t- start us off? Uh, I need Shay to start. Oh, Go ahead, Shay. Zero to negative five. Okay. Negative five being the worst thing ever. Zero being true neutral. I'm going to give it, like, negative three flor- faceless Florida mans. Because... The story of Scott Stapp lives on, and even if you don't <laughs> like his music, this is a piece of American history that is ubiquitous of a time and place in America, even if that time and place in America is was, total, total garbage. Was deeply and any, flawed. <laughs> and anybody still in this creed listening to mindset needs to snap out of it, wake up, and get some Stap taste. Stap out of it? <laughs> Stap out of it. Step up to the streets. And it, like, is tool. It's, like, it's like government-funded tool. It's, like, you know, I, I could put Ocean this State on. Ocean State job lot tool. <laughs> I like wolves, so, like, a wolf in sheep's clothing is still, like, kind of a wolf. Get that hard rock inside of me, a hard Christian rock. Oh, my God. I don't know. I have a very, like, much more in-depth, flavorful impression of Creed now that I know a little more. It's still very, very, very bad. 
Yes. All right. I think we're all on the same page there. So negative three. What about you, Allie? What's it going to be? I got to give it a negative five. I thought I was going to come out of this being like more towards the zero because of nostalgia. And I thought maybe I'd find some of it listenable. But I just got really angry doing a closer examination of a lot of these lyrics. It's negative five. I cannot ever listen to any of these songs again. (laughs) I might punch someone if they ever like start. If a Creed song starts playing in an elevator while I'm on a business trip, like in my business lady you'll be outfit. The, you'll be the one punching be, the drywall for once. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, trying to be like, like a good citizen. I'm going to be like, ah, I'm going to turn into St- Scott Stapp oh and like God. punch a bunch of people if I have to hear this again. Yeah, Shay was like on the way over here was like, oh, can we listen to it in the car? I was like, absolutely fucking not. Like, we're definitely not doing that. Um, all right. Negative five, big big numbers. All right, Mike Dunn, where are you at? Um, you know, I I I said in the beginning, you know, this is a a, a downward spiral into yes. you know from, you know, pretty like kind of palatable uh, hard rock songs into like you know pretty mediocre territory into like just straight up like torture. <laughs> um, it's hard to know where to rate it because of like because of that, you know, because I do think the first couple songs, what if, like I think that's. Those songs are a lot better than it should I've had to listen to for this show. Like I think I, I'd take that over Slither, honestly. Would you take it over Tommy Lee? No, I'm uh, no Tommy Lee is is definitely that album is definitely better than this Creed album. Okay. Um, You're, I mean, but uh, yeah, I think those those first couple songs, I think maybe on the level of a Tommy Lee, perhaps. Um, <laughs> and it, it gets really bad, and I I I, I feel like I got to dock at extra points for. That second to last song, the the wash you know, away the, the wash tears. away the years, yeah, yeah wash away yeah. the years. That that Ugh. shit is like really egregious. You know that yeah. is that song itself is definitely like a negative six. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know exactly where I fall on this. I definitely I can't give it one of the worst scores, but it's I think it's a pretty solid negative four. Florida faceless Florida man's for me. Yeah, um, it's pretty bad. Yes, um, you said it pretty well, Mike Dunn. I think I think I'm right there with you at the negative four. I'm trying to think about other things that have been really bad on this sh- on this show. I also like a big part of my rating always comes down to length, and this yeah. was just. Endless, like it was just such a slog. So and every many six song minute songs. Moved six like minutes clay. long. It, yeah, moved like clay. Sons like Jagger, moved like clay. Um, <laughs> Sons like Jagger, <laughs> move like clay. The humankind <laughs> is going away. All right. Anyway, um, I yeah. So it, if not for Scott Stapp, it would be palatable and it would also be so much more boring like Scott Stapp's storyline and the the whole like you know the the legend of Scott Stapp that surrounds this album So you think Scott Stapp is improved this album so his vocals are, are terrible like i hate this super affected like you know waggle wobbly jaw like nonsense it's, it's so over the top it's so absurd but also his storyline is so funny and i mean maybe not funny is so uh pretty entertaining there's lots of peaks and valleys um and it and it stays way more interesting than i would say any of these songs are um and so i guess for that it's not a negative five it's a negative four um, faceless Florida met because uh, at least I got a few laughs. Yeah, we, we, yeah. The real at the someone real else's human, expense. The real human clay was the stuff we learned about Creed along the way. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man! All right. So I again, I want to thank our wonderful guests, uh, Shay Sherman and Ali uh, Lucifer, uh, and you know, I don't know. First how name, to, first name, first name, first name. Um, listen, I don't know how much you want to be attached to this production, so I'm going to leave that up to you. Oh, but um, yeah, you, you work guys, for Creed, so this is like embarrassing. I, I will be in so much trouble with yeah. Mr. Stapp. <laughs> Scotty, um, do you guys want to? Well, now that I now that you don't want to attach your name to anything or stake your reputation oh, on anything related to this podcast, but do you want to pr- uh, promote anything that you got going on coming up? What's happening? Oh man, I think everyone should definitely check out our um, website, Boston League of Wicked Wrestlers blow with two w's dot org we are a femocenter queer positive wrestling group you can see that we are making a weird cable access tv show on the website and we all do it here where the podcast is being filmed as well yeah. uh which is pretty cool yeah um so yeah any burlesque shows or anything coming up um oh you know what i'm gonna be in magic dyke in july at oberon and i'm gonna be doing uh drag king act as macho man randy savage (gasps) so (laughs) please write in oh yeah Yeah. my cream is rising to the top let me tell you right now that's like july 19th and 21st and then june june 23rd or something it's a friday um there's something called filth lesk which is live burlesque at the historic Somerville Theater in Davis Square and uh, followed by that is a 35 millimeter screening of Crybaby and is all a tribute to John Waters. Love it. There you go. That's what's coming up and then hopefully I get to fall asleep at some point and sleep a solid eight (laughs) at any point this summer. Wonderful. Yeah. Thanks. Um, If you want to see me in all my satanic Christmas glory you can catch me at Dykestravaganza in uh, Rhode Island on June 8th with Randy Andy. And then June 16th, I'll be in Lucky Charming's Power Strip at Oberon. Sounds like a <laughs> great time. All right. Um, hey, June 15th, Blame Shifters with Ouroboro and U.S. Nero at Ted House in Alston. DM me for the address. Yes. Tight. Punk rock. And we actually, this is a good time to announce, and we'll announce it again. Uh, well, we're we're recording this episode later. But anyway, we're going to be on a summer hiatus. So, so sorry, stoppies. We have to get outside and get some fucking vitamin D uh, stories. <laughs> It up for the rest of the miserable year here in New yeah. England, so so you can chip um, away at your soul listening to bad albums. Exactly, for- yeah. Uh, but we'll have uh, we have our big uh, finale show um, that also will have already happened <laughs> um, uh, for the season, and we'll, but it we'll will definitely be airing have- after. You right. Know? So if you couldn't make it out live, you can hear the episode. That is why we're calling it a finale. It will be the final episode of the season. Of the season, but we're we'll only have- going to be gone for like two months, though, right? Yeah, and we'll maybe, maybe we'll have some special special content sprinkled in there for you for you stappies out there um, but uh, but thank you all for listening and thanks for supporting indie podcasts and uh, you can find us at uh, www.makeitstoppodcast.com or on twitter or facebook or instagram at makeitstopcast um, and uh, you can email us at makeitstoppodcast at gmail.com uh, hit us up write us a five paragraph essay on hinder please and um, uh, what do 
we want people to do ab- about Creed? What can you? What can the hashtag that nobody uses be for this episode? Uh, write a doctoral thesis <laughs> on <write> a, uh, <laughs> Creed. <laughs> Please write a doctoral thesis on uh, Scott Stapp's, uh, you know, philosophical inner workings on, um, the, on the song uh, Wash, well, the "Wash Away the Years." Please Wash do away that. The years. Um, we'll shout you out on the podcast <laughs> that nobody even does our hashtags for. So it'll be great. Um, yes, thank you, Stabbies. Bye. 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 The Make It Stop podcast is recorded at the Boston Free Radio podcast studio located at Somerville Media Center in Union Square in Somerville. It is produced and edited by Heather McCormick, and the music that we use for our show has been produced by Patrick Ahern. Thanks for listening. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com. Code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.